Hey guys, it's me Jessica and this is Michaela. And welcome to JNM's Messages from God podcast. And the topic of this podcast is filling yourself up with Jesus because the world will try to fill you up. But I'm going to be starting to read from Philippians 4 8 and out of the NIV version and it says Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And one version uses fills instead of things, but mine uses things. What I got from this is that Paul is giving out encouragement to Christians to do whatever, like he says, whatever is honorable or whatever is just, whatever is prayer, do it all for god right so that the peace of god will be in you so basically paul is encouraging us as christians to do things that are pleasing to god therefore the holy spirit can fill us up which is why it's important for christians to be filled with jesus because when you're filled with jesus then you're doing everything that is right yeah i'm just going off of that real quick when you read this verse and it says um, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And when you think about that, that's all Jesus. Like Jesus marks, he checks off every one of those boxes. And I was watching a sermon um, from like one of my favorite Christian creators, Colin LeBros, um, yesterday. And he was talking about like the importance of prayer and um, one of the things he was talking about, like, he was going off on a tangent, like, but it was okay, like, it was amazing what he was talking about, and, um, one, like, picture that he was, like, trying to paint is, if you're out in the desert, like, it's hot in the desert, like, it's dry, like, there's not much water out there, if you see a toilet, you're gonna probably go and, like, drink the water, right, even though it's nasty, like, it'll get you sick, but when we're home, like, in the house, we don't go and be, like, while we're walking past the toilet we're not like oh don't drink it don't drink it like trying to stop us from drinking it because like we're just gonna go to like get clean water we're not gonna drink the toilet water um but jesus is that clean water like jesus is what's gonna make you satisfied he's like gonna fill you up he's going to quench your thirst but the world is the toilet water like it's gonna just get you like all in the muck like all nasty all gross it's gonna get you sick and so i really loved that what he was trying to say with that that was a perfect example. Um, next up, we're going to be reading Psalms 119, verse 64. I'll be reading from ESV. And it says, The earth, O Lord, is, filled, is full of your steadfast love. Teach me your statutes. And when I read that verse, I highlighted and I annotated that the earth is filled up with God's love towards mankind and all creation, right? And as you can see, it says, teach me your status. So that's basically the person asking God, teach me your ways. How do you do it? How do you show love towards other people? How do you show justice towards other people? How do you show kindness, right? And as Christians, if God can fill the earth with love, then we can fill each other up with love, kindness, all those things that are required and I think it's very important that we do that because, like I said before, we're not here to please man, but we're here to please God. And so when we are having these things, right, that are positive and we're doing it for other people, that's like us practicing and encouraging other people to be, you know, filled with the Holy Spirit as well.
Also, there was this, yeah, there was this um chapter in the Bible where it talks about the, I believe it's the seven Holy Spirits, like what it contains, like love, kindness, all that. When you go to that part and you read it, Galatians. Yeah, Galatians chapter five, I believe, times five, verse twenty-five. It's Galatians five. I think it's like twenty-three, verse twenty-two, and twenty-three, somewhere around there. Yeah, let me go to it real quick because that part is important. Actually, okay. in my youth group, um, two weeks ago, we were talking about like the fruits of the spirit and what the fruits of the spirit is and what it's not, and it clearly tells you like it's not drunkenness, it's not like um sexual immorality like it tell it talks about that in the bible like right in that area yeah okay so i'm here in galatians chapter 5 verse 22 to 24 and it says but the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness self-control against such things there is no law and those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. And then it also says in verse 25, if we live by the spirit, let us also keep it in one step with the spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Those things described here are really important because as you can see, he describes the fruits of the spirit. And that's something that is a struggle for for most Christians, because not all Christians are patient, not all Christians are kind, not all Christians are peaceful. I know there's some struggles that I do with here. For example, patience. Patience is something that I have a hard time with. And the thing is, when you ask God for patience, don't be surprised when he puts you in situations that require patience. Like the other day, yesterday, I was getting mad at my brother because he didn't want to pray with, with us. And I was like, wait, this is a situation that I'm being put in as a test. My brother doesn't want to pray, and I'm getting impatient. So I was like, wait, there's something that I've asked God for. So you know what I did? I calmed down. I was like, you know what? It is what it is. And eventually, my brother was able to pray with us. So that's really good. And so when I read this part, I'm just like, wow. It says patience, which is key. But then it also says um, joy, peace. You also need to show peace for other people who aren't Christians, right? So let's say you and someone else are getting in an argument. They ask you, why do you believe in Jesus? You give it a point. They don't agree with you. And they share a point. And you guys are arguing. How are you guys creating peace? You're not creating peace. You're creating division, tension between you and that person because you're not being respectable towards their own beliefs. You're not representing yourself as a peaceful person. And then when you're done with the conversation, you're going to regret not being approached as or looked at as someone who is a servant of the Lord. Because the fruit of the Spirit says that we have to show peace. So require peace in your life. And another thing that I want you guys to understand here is that it says those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with his passions and desires. We know that our flesh is weak, right? We know that the passions and the desires that we earn, yearn for are because of our flesh. And it says we have crucified those things with Jesus Christ. We know that Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins. So therefore, as we are being reborn again, all those 
things that we have been desiring from our flesh and all those worldly stuff are being nailed on the cross for Christ. So it's important to fill yourself up in Jesus Christ in everything that you do. Yes, that was really good what you just talked about. And um, just two points of that, like you were saying that um, the flesh is weak. And I remember, I don't know where exactly, like what gospel it is in, but I remember like um, with Holy Week being last week, like all like the Holy Week devotionals and different readings and stuff. I read um, in one of the gospels that when Jesus is like about to get crucified, when he's like in the garden praying and um, he's telling his disciples to keep watch and they fall asleep. And I think he told Peter, Jesus told Peter, He maybe he told someone else or all of them, but um, he's saying that um, the flesh is weak, but the spirit is willing. Something along, I think that's exactly what it was. Um, but that was just one of the points I, um, I thought of. And the other one is um, like two weeks ago when, in my youth group when we were talking about the fruits of the spirit. We were saying like which um, fruit of the spirit is like the hardest for us to like produce to show and we were all saying patience and so I asked God after that I was like can you just like please help me to be more patient with people and that same weekend like the youth group was on Thursday and like on um Saturday um two people exact same day um they were like um texting me and like I was trying to go back and like just like provide scripture for this one girl because she was saying that she her family's Jehovah Jehovah Witnesses and she was telling me that heaven and hell isn't real. Like, there's not going to be heaven or hell. Just everyone is going to live on earth peacefully and make this whole, like, great... I don't want to say creation because they're not making creation. But they're just going to make it a paradise. That's what she said. She used the word paradise. After God comes and destroys the earth, the people are just going to make this whole great paradise. And so I was like, um, no. Like, here's some scripture that talks about, like, hell. Like, it's real. It's not fake. Like... If you don't live a life pleasing to God, like, gonna go there if you're not saved. And so, um, I was just, like, trying to deal with her patiently. And so, I was doing fine. Like, she just, um, was sending me this link, um, of this, like, person, this article of how heaven and hell isn't real. So, I didn't really look at that much because I know heaven and hell is real. Like, I knew from the bible yeah and so um i didn't really pay much attention to it because i didn't want to like hurt my faith or anything like that because like i'm really like cautious about stuff like that and so i like left her on open for a little bit while i was looking for the scripture to send her and she sent me this message that was like something like do you oh this is what she said she said do you hear that or something like that and i was like oh she's like kind of getting an attitude with me and so Ooh. instead of like my flesh like wanting to go off on her i was like you know what just like try to be peaceful like as you should <laughs> yeah and so <laughs> i i didn't say anything to her about that like i just like kind of like left it alone and then i sent her the scripture and she was like heaven hell isn't real and i was like okay but have a good day and she just left me open and then the same day because this was like when the little Nas x like shoes came out like the satan shoes or what they called and so um i like posted about them like how you should like stay away from them like they're demonic like that whole music video was demonic and so people were like coming at me like for that they were like no it's not like it was a joke and this one girl from my school was saying that it was a joke because christians or like people were telling him that he should go to hell for being gay and she um slid up on my story and she was like what do you feel about gay people and i was like you know what like you should like love them like i'm sorry i didn't say this part but i was like 
thinking about it, like, I'm sorry, like, that the church has, like, hurt people like that, like, people that are, like, gay or transgender or, like, whatever, like, if they're in that LG, yeah, if they're in the LGBT it. community, and so, um, I think she was, like, trying to go off something like that, like, if I was gonna say, like, oh, yeah, he should go to hell, I think she was gonna be, like, well, people like you, but I didn't say that, obviously, anyways, um, so she was, like, saying it was a joke, that it's not demonic, because he was just making a joke out of it, and I was, like, the music video is clearly demonic, like, he's dancing on Satan, and so she, like, couldn't really see that, like, when, like, stuff like that happens, I just think about, like, how, like, God has hardened their hearts, like, it's, not like I can't really help it you know like they're not gonna listen to my words because they're God's words like like Jesus even talks about like um I think it might be in John that the world hated him first like we're obviously gonna be hated because Jesus was hated first and we're his followers we're trying to be exactly like him so of course they're gonna hate us but just kind of remind me of that yeah I like that you brought that up and I was just scrolling through the Bible and I found Philippians chapter three. And I, the thing is, you know, has anyone experienced this where you annotate a part in the Bible and you go back to it and now you have a better understanding of it than before? I, like there's annotations that I have here and I'm like, whoa, I didn't even think that I needed them until now. So um, Philippians chapter three, verse seven says, but whatever I gain, I had, I counted as a loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as lost because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and may share his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, that by any means possible, I may attain the resurrection from the dead. This is ESV. This is like a crazy thing because we're talking about filling ourselves up with God, right? And what I wrote here, sorry for the background noise, but what I wrote here is that I had to lose people because I acknowledged God. When you fill yourself up with Jesus, do not be surprised when your worldly friends start to leave your life, people who you called your friends start to walk away, family too. Like I had to lose a few of my family too. Like my cousins, we don't talk. Like don't be surprised that God will transform your life like what paul i think is yeah what paul and timothy said here was that i counted a loss for the sake of christ right everything that he lost was just for jesus christ himself he wanted to change he wanted to be a reborn again christian therefore god changed him and god made him lose things and another thing that i annotated here like months ago was that righteousness is found in faith in christ I don't know why I wrote that. I don't I don't know what I was getting there. But I think what it means here is that for someone to be righteous, they have to have faith in Christ, which is important because Christians talk about walk by faith and not by sight, right? And the Bible says in Matthew that if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, it can move mountains. So when you put yourself up with Jesus Christ and you have that faith in Jesus, you're like, God, although I may not understand the situation that I'm in, God, I put my whole trust in you. I surrender my plans 
to your hands and I pray that you will be better than my plans that I have for myself. You are allowing that faith in Jesus to actually grow and to actually allow God to do the things that he wants to do in your life. So what am I trying to say here? I'm trying to say that righteousness is through faith in Christ. Simple as that. It can't be any easier. It's through Christ that righteousness starts to, I don't know what the word is, starts to uprise, which is really important. And that I also said here that when you are righteous, you are becoming more like Christ himself. And the reason why I put that down here is that when you know about Jesus, when you read the Bible about him, when you start to spread the gospel about him, when you start to tell people about who Jesus Christ is, right? You're seeing yourself become more righteous. You're seeing yourself become a reflection of Jesus Christ. Yes, it's not going to be easy, but as you slowly begin to, you know, practice the things that he did and like show the seven um, fruits of the spirit, then you are becoming more righteous and filling yourself up with Jesus' spirit and like the presence of God. And that can help other people begin to they won't do it automatically but they can see you slowly like being faithful to god they can see you slowly taking your relationship with god very seriously which is really important for christians and we born again christians to do so yeah yeah and just picking up on one of the points you were talking about about like losing friends or family members um for the sake of jesus and i found this scripture i was like remembering it from earlier i think i read it earlier today and i found it and it says well, first, I should start off by saying this is Matthew nineteen twenty nine, and it says anyone, or and everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or farms for my name's sake will receive many times as much and will inherit eternal life. It's kind of just like talking about like what you're saying about you're gonna lose friends, you're gonna lose family. Like I know like the whole prosperity gospel is like. Um, when you're walking according God to, um, not just according to God's will, but when you're walking in, um, life with God, life with Christ, you're going to be rich, you're going to be healed, and if you're not rich or healed, like, you're doing it wrong, like, that's not the case at all, like, the Bible just talks about it right here in Matthew, that if you lose houses or farms or family or friends or whatever, it, you're going to hear it in turn, like, it shows that you're doing something right, like, in James, it talks about, like, if you um like endure trials like this is like it's kind of good like you know when you think about it yeah james doesn't say that it's it, i don't it doesn't use the exact words that it's good but you get what i'm saying like when you go through trials when you go through persecution it's kind of just like a good sign that you're doing it right and if you're not going through it you're not doing it right and so that's kind of just like the rule of thumb with it yeah i agree and also one thing that i want to like let people know is don't be bummed about the people that you lose because God hears conversations that we can't hear. God sees things that we can't see and God knows things that we don't know. Like the Bible says, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. So if God can hear and see all those things, then don't be like, oh man, God, I really like this friend. This friend was my everything and now they don't have any life. I'm gonna use a very specific example. 
I had this child best friend. Um, and unfortunately, um, my mom went to his house and his little brother exposed him saying that he was talking smack about me. And, you know, that really was a red flag for my mom because I've known this boy since I was a baby. And the fact that he would do that was like, uh oh, as so my mom told me. And I was like, mom, I feel like the reason why you're telling me this is because maybe this was supposed to happen. Maybe God wanted me to know who my real friends were and who weren't. Maybe God is trying to take me into a new season where those people who I used to be around no longer serve a purpose. And here's the thing, I wrote on my snap saying, I don't miss the people that God took away from my life because if I miss them, then how am I able to be where I'm at today? I'm very blessed. I'm really happy where I'm at. You know, I'm very glad that I'm able to spend my time with God. So like, when God does things for you, don't question him. Don't, because he knows what's best for you. Just like the Bible says, like, um, how God like shows his love to his son. I forgot where in the Bible says that, but it says that God would like show love and discipline as a father would to his son. And so when God is doing things for you, that's like a parent knowing what's best for you. For example, when your parents say, no, you can't do this, don't question them, which will be hard because you're like, why can't I do this? But just know that they know what's best for you. And later on, you're going to understand why they said no and why them saying no was better instead of them saying yes, because you could have been in any situation that would have turned out horribly wrong or good, depending on what it is. And so it's really important that we just don't question God and we let him do what he has to do in order that we may be able to be filled with the spirit and grow closer to God. And that just reminded me, I'm like, sorry for going off on tangents, but I feel like this is good stuff that someone out there might need to hear, want to hear. And so when you're talking about um, like obeying your father, like how like God disciplines you and everything, that reminded me about a Bible study I was doing a few weeks ago. Well, I wasn't teaching, I was just like, in there and so um we're reading romans i think it might have been romans chapter 13 chapter 14 somewhere around there and um it was talking about like paul's writing about like obeying um legal authority like governors like mm, i read that part too yeah like just things like that and so we were talking about it and we were like well what about like um people like or like governors or like presidents or kings queens whoever that like aren't doing things according to god like not walking in his purpose for their life well i don't really want to say not working in the purpose for their life but they're not living pleasing lives to god like for example like well i don't know if i can talk about this but um i was going to say like in china right like they're a communist country you are supposed to be like loyal to the country the loyal to i don't know if they have do they call him a president over there i'm not sure but loyal to they have like a dictator i think oh dictator i'm not sure but maybe a dictator or a president i'm not sure but whoever's in charge of the country over there you're supposed to be loyal to them we're talking about that in history class that the whole basis of that in communist countries is so that you're loyal to whoever's in charge and not to your religion not to god because the bible says that you can't serve two masters you're gonna hate one and love the other and so um just like going back on this we were talking about well like what's going on like what do we do if they're not doing things like according to god and so we're talking about how if they're doing stuff like for example if it's like um 
you get locked up for murder yeah don't murder because the bible even talks about that but even if the bible doesn't talk about like speeding tickets like you shouldn't be speeding but if it talks about stuff like oh you can't serve god you can't be christian you can't be whatever like um whatever your religion is well i'm just gonna use christianity for example if it says that you can't be christian yeah don't abide by that because god wants you to serve him you know so it's just like things like that that are pleasing to God, yeah, go ahead and do it. But if it's something you know God wouldn't want you to do, if it's, like, something, like, terrible, like, I'm pretty sure this isn't a wall anywhere, but if it's, like, go and kill every baby, like, I remember in, like, the whole, like, Exodus story, it's talking about, like, killing newborn babies, like, um, male babies. So if it's something like that, yeah, don't do that because that's not something God wants you to do. But if it's, like, turn away from your religion, turn away from Christianity, not just, Christian is not really, well, people make it into religion, but turn away from your relationship with Christ. Yeah, Jesus doesn't want you to do that. Like, that's him. Like, he wants you to have a relationship with him. Yeah. And that's important because Jesus says, come to me as you are. So imagine just, I mean, yeah, that part in Romans is very, like, I don't know how I would call it, like, controversial, maybe. Because, like, like, let's say, right, um, with this whole vaccine, right, there's, like, rumors that the government is going to force people to take the vaccine, blah, blah, Let's say the government says, all Christians, take the vaccine or go to you. Would you really turn your back on Jesus like that? Like, think about it, right? Jesus paid a price on the cross. He literally died for us. He didn't just do that because he wanted to know. He did it because he told God, God, I completed the purpose and the mission. And look what he did. He paid a price. So would you really just think about all that he did for you and then be like, you know what? I want to live. I don't want to die. And then end up forgetting who God is, end up denying your faith, because the Bible says that anyone who denies me on earth will be denied at the gates of heaven, right? Somewhere in, um, I believe it's somewhere in Matthews where it talks about how God, like the righteous and the sinful, like how he judges them all on judgment day and all that stuff. And it's just important to know that no matter what, be loyal, be faithful, because Jesus was loyal, Jesus was faithful, Jesus was honest, Jesus completed what God had told him to do. So why would you then turn your back on God? Like that, that's just not okay, right? And the Bible says that we shouldn't be fearful when people kill us because they can kill the flesh, but not the spirit, right? So knowing that, let them, like, okay, let me not say let them kill you. (laughs) My goodness, that sounds like very bad. Oh my goodness, how do I say it? Okay, let them torment you? Because, like, hey, at the end of the day, who's in charge? Who's the superior? Who's the authority? God. The government is not, the government's not God. They're just doing what God has assigned them to do. But who's above them? God. Who's above a police officer? God. Who's above the president? God. Like, literally, it says God bless America. So you obviously know God is above everything. So it does. So if they torment you, let them do that, okay? Because if you know you're faithful to God, if you know you got that relationship with your father, be like, you know what? I'm going to die for this man. I'm going to die for God because God sent that his only begotten son down on earth to die for us. So let me do the same. And then, yeah. But I'm not saying, like, let them kill you because of that or, like, do, like, suicide or anything like that. I'm just saying, like, don't betray your relationship with god don't let anything 
lessen your faith in Jesus because that would be, you wouldn't want to do that. And especially number two, fear God at all times. Yeah. Yeah, it goes back to one of our topics from, was it last week, two weeks ago? And just like going off of what you said, um, I think this might have been the exact scripture that you're talking about. I think it's somewhere in Matthew um, where Jesus is talking about don't be afraid. I think it might be Jesus. Maybe it's not. Um, it's talking about don't be afraid of like what humans can do to you, what flesh and blood can do to you. But instead, um, fear God. Like God can throw you into hell or you can go to heaven. It's like talking about something along yeah. those lines. And I don't have any closing remarks. We kind of just like got everything out. This was supposed to be just about um, filling yourself up with Jesus, but we kind of went on tangents, but it's amazing. It's great that we did that. Someone might out there might need to hear it. <laughs> That's all for today. I hope you guys learned something, enjoy something, and we will be back with another podcast. Yep. Peace. Bye, guys.